Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, card collectors of all ages, now it's time for Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Here's your host, Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. First and foremost, let me get the buffoonery, the chicanery out of the way as I'm broadcasting here. Oh, my God. Uh, The studio is broken, so I have no access to my files, but I will have access to my guests, so I'm kind of flying blind here. So if I'm yelling a little bit, it's because I'm trying to overcompensate. But, you know, but we shall see what we shall see. Big, big, big guest. So that means no chat room, guys, until I can get this studio figured out. No chat room. No chat room. But uh, it will, we will succeed where others have failed, hopefully. Uh, this will be entered into the archives of broadcast radio. And if you're listening live, you're listening live. Did I say broadcast? Whatever. Big, big news coming out. We got guests today. From Sports Card Forum, Kareen and Richard, or Kareen, I want to make sure I have the accent right on the right syllables, because you know, I'm a guy from New York, from Queens, New York, I'll mess up anything, um, but I just hope I get that right, and we're going to get to them, and it's going to be fun, so much fun, you won't be able to handle it, you will not be able to sit in your seat or in your car, you'll have to pull over and do whatever you have to do to calm yourself down, because once we get them... Guys, I got to tell you, this is some big news. I don't know if Richard and Kareen, uh, who are going to be our guests, are going to be able to even know this. Uh, I know there's sports card forum people, but Beckett has come out with their prices for upper deck. And let me tell you guys, I'm sitting pretty. I mean, you guys know I bought three boxes. I thought I did good, but I did better than I thought as far as the pricing goes. So I don't even know if they're aware of it. But, you know, it's not about the money. It's about the collecting. But it's nice when you lay some cash out and you get something back, or at least in theory. All right, let's go right to what we do here first. We talk about a little bit about general puck goings on in the National Hockey League. Um, Right now, the point leader is Nikita Kucherov. Uh, Johnny Hockey, surprisingly. I thought maybe Johnny Hockey kind of had leveled off, but he is uh, now tied per NHL.com with Kucherov at 34 points. And Jaden Schwartz, can't believe that. Jaden, I believe he came out out the same rookie year that Chris Kreider did. I think he's fulfilling his promise of the St. Louis Blues, Jaden Schwartz. With 30 points. The goal scorers, here's another one. Kucherov at 17. I mean, that really hasn't changed. John Tavares in a contract year, I believe, with 15 goals tied with Alex Ovechkin and then Sean Monahan, a guy whose card I was collecting 
uh, was it last year? A couple years ago was his rookie, I think. I always get him and Sam Bennett mixed up for some reason. Maybe because it starts with S's. And Sean Couturier of the Flyers with 13 goals. And then Mark Stone. I got a funny story to tell you about Mark Stone. I'm at a show. I see a rookie card of Michael Stone. And I thought it was Mark Stone. And I jumped on it so quickly, I didn't double check it. And I wound up with a Michael Stone rookie card. It was cheap, though. So I didn't get burned that much. And, uh, you know, I can keep up with Michael Stone later. Assist leader Steven Stamko is still leading that. Johnny Hockey. Jacob Voracek. Voracek. More like Voracek. 22 helpers. Josh Bailey. Where does this come from? This guy has been a proverbial thorn in the New York Rangers side and is doing it uh, with 22 helpers as well. Braden Shane in there and Kuznetsov with 20. Uh, plus minus, but we really don't care. Uh, goals against Martin Jones and Sir Bobrovsky. Bob doing a big time 1.91. And uh, saw him play against uh, the Rangers the other night. Fantastic. He is... Why did the Flyers get rid of this guy? I mean, they've had goaltending issues forever. I mean, they had some, you know, Hextall, Pete Peters way back in the day. I mean, going back to Bernie Perrant's been their last consistent top-notch goalie, really. So, uh, Corey Crawford getting it done? He's That's a stunning thing. He's a guy, you know, he's got some cups, but usually not the stats. Uh, Vasilevsky, Lavanga, blah, 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 wins Vasilevsky 15, Bob's got 14, Pecorini with 14. Now, I know it's probably, Richard and Karina are probably like, why is he going through this? And you know why? Because you guys are living hockey hotbeds, and, and we don't. Well, I would say we don't, but I don't. So I like to get catch up. And you know, nobody talks hockey around here. That's why we have this show, and, uh, you know, uh, south of the border, uh, those people in, uh, you know, North America, we suffer. We suffer with this nonsense of not, hockey not getting its due respect. And no chat room as well. Still no chat room. Oh, God, I got to tell you, this is some hooky-falooky operation. All right, on the rookie watch, and let me tell you, boys and girls, this Brock Besser, he's made the com- made the comeback. We were talking Clayton Keller for weeks. Well, this Brock Besser has now got 11 goals, 11 assists. He's in this year's Young Guns. He's also a plus on the year. Wow. I like that. The best man. The best man, maybe. Clayton Keller holding on with 11 goals. Alexander Kravut. Alex Debrinkat. Debrinkat. The He's got seven goals. A host of guys got seven and six. I like this crop. Also, very hot card this year locally, but from last year's set is uh, Matthew Barzell. Last year's uh, cards, 16, 17 uh, for the Islanders. Very interesting to see some Islander movement in this part of the country because other than the Tavares, I don't think anybody's really been collected very heavily in the last six or seven years. So um, that's for the young guns, the rookies. Uh, nobody else really making uh, too much of a 
uh, a uh, impact, but that that's a good that's a good young crop right there. And then we're going to get to the teams. Tampa Bay right now uh, rocking in the conference, uh, 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 leading the Eastern Conference. They're sixteen four and two with a plus twenty seven gold diff. The Blue Jackets. Grumpy John Tortorella, the Maple Leafs, wow, holy manoli, Chris Campoli, Tyler Toffoli, the Leafs, 15-8-1, and one. the Devils, and the Alice, who would have thought that they would have been ahead of the Rangers, the two other local teams, the Caps hanging in there, but the, the East doesn't look uh, too intimidating as far as I'm concerned. The West is a different story. The St. Louis Blues, the Winnipeg. Oh, I, I got to mention the Canadians, the guys. What is this? Mine are eight, eight, 12, and 3? 19 points? Only three more than Buffalo? What is going on with the Habs? I've got to find out for those two when I get them on. I'm concerned. Well, I'm not really that concerned, but I am concerned to get their take on why it's happening. Why is that happening? Uh, and then we've got the Western Conference, the the Blues, 16-6-1. The Winnipeg Jets, a big surprise. 14-5-3. Nashville, once again. And Las Vegas keeps on trucking. Don't get it. Don't know why, but it happens. 14-6-1. Kings still hanging in there at 12-8-3. And, and if you want to talk about uh, – I see Arizona went on a little bit of a run. They're still uh, – uh, you know, mucking it up in the basement in Edmonton, a big disappointment. Wow. All right. So we've got that done. Now, let me, before I bring Richard and Kareen on, I got to tell you guys, I, you know, I'm very often surprised because my luck uh, is not the greatest. Well, I would, now, I'm blessed in many ways. It's just when it comes to hockey card breaks. I seem to always get shafted. We remember when I opened up about one box and I got two David Savards in one pack. Come on. Give me a break. I mean, two cards maybe in a hobby box, but not in one pack. Well, I don't even know what the odds are. They're probably like 15%. I don't know. I did know the odds are. So let me get to this real quick, and then we'll, we'll get to our astute guest. I know they're going to want to talk about hockey, but right now, the upper deck pricing came out, and I've got to tell you something. This Hesher, $100? 100 American dollars? I mean, this... I got two of them in three boxes. That's pretty good, right? Charlie McAvoy, 80 bucks. I got two of him in three boxes. And Besser, who may be the best one of them all is $60 and going up. I think it's a little bit overpriced. I think these will correct. I just, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But I think it's terrific news for me. <laughs> but still, it's surprising. I really thought, and the guy who I really wanted, because Will Butcher's $8? I know he's a defenseman. We'll talk about that. I'd rather get my guests in here and talk about it. Now, I'm going to be doing this on the fly. So get ready, folks. I am going to add people to this call. At first, I'm going to start off 
with, uh, I'm not going to call my dad. I want to bring Kareen in, and I'm going to bring Richard in at the same time. Here we go. And let's see if we get him in there. Richard, are you there? Hello? 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 Oh, oh, yes. yes. Could you both hear me? Uh, I can. I'm not sure Richard's there yet. Here Richard. he is. Richard, could you hear me? Hey, guys. Hey. I can hear you. Great. Fantastic. Okay. We have succeeded where others have failed. <laughs> first, first thing I want to ask you guys, well, I'll ask Kareen first. We'll go ladies first. How did you get into the sports collecting, uh, the hockey card collecting, and uh, how has it, has it grown for you as a collector? Just on uh, a personal note. Well, it, it kind of started when I was, I don't know, about eight or nine years old, actually. My dad got me into hockey when I was five or six. And then uh, he used to work outside a lot, so he used a lot of gas money. And whenever he gassed up, he would bring packs of cards back to me. Oh, yeah. The uh, golden days of the process cards. Oh, process. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. And I used to play with them on the floor and everything, and I did that. Collected until I was, what, maybe 14, and then I stopped. And surprisingly, when I moved to England, I lived there for eight years, I kind of missed hockey. So I got back into card collecting just as a way to, you know, get back into the the sport because I was missing it too much. And I've been collecting ever since then. So that's about uh-huh. okay. That's good, Richard. How about you? Uh, like Kareem, collected as a kid. Stopped for a few years. Um, actually, the McDonald's cards were kind of my gateway back in. Uh, back when they were doing them back in, I think oh five, oh six, oh six, oh seven. Um, I kind of dabbled with them, you know, like I got the Crosby rookie and all of that stuff. But it wasn't wasn't until. Oh, I want to say the winter of 2007-08 that I got back in for real. Um, I was still living in Halifax at the time, and uh, I, we, we were wa- out for a walk. We were walking by the uh, the Halifax Forum. I saw there was a sign up, oh, a hockey card show today. I thought, you know what, what the heck, let's go in. It was a really cold day, so it was at, at first just like, oh, yeah, let's go in and warm up for a couple minutes to see what the cards look like. Um, I walked dollars for a Carey Price Opeachy rookie card, and oh. Oh. and that's where it started, and uh, here we are today. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's incredible. And much more than $5 since then. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, how much is that going for right now? Uh, I think it's at least a $20 card now on its own. Um, I, I can only imagine. I wish I had gotten more young guns back in the day, but... <laughs> very good. They, they were they were a mere forty bucks at one time. I think they're what about one hundred and eighty to two hundred now. So, wow, so it goes. Very good. See, right off the bat, you've got a great hockey card story. And once you, it's funny because that's how it happened to me. I was in the hockey card collecting. Then around oh nine oh ten, I walked into a hobby shop and I'm like, you know, what's the state of collecting now? And the guy told me, well, now they're chase cards and jersey cards and everybody kind of goes after them and you know and i was like well i'll take a shot i'll say give me a couple packs and the next thing you know i was hooked i was buying monster boxes and it was just you know i was addicted right back yeah yeah oh absolutely well it was such a a game change i guess that you know the 18 years between the time i stopped collecting and got back in 
you know, the advent of jersey cards and, like you say, actual scarce cards and chase cards. And, of course, the big one for for us, for most hockey collectors these days, is the autograph cards. I mean, that's, talk about a, a mind-blowing thing. You can walk in and, like, oh, my goodness, you can actually get these out of packs now. Yeah. Right. Now, now, you guys, uh, we, I was reading some of the stuff that you guys wanted to talk about. Tell me how each one of you got involved with Sports Card Forum, and, and maybe either or both can kind of inform me and our listeners, what's going on over there? You guys always got something going on. I heard about a pay it forward. I heard you, have a, you had a contest there. I don't know if it's still going on with the Bobby R, which Scott told me about, which was fantastic. So why don't you tell me how you guys got involved and uh, what's happening over there? Well, I got I got involved with the sports card from because I lived in England and I wanted to collect, but surprisingly there were no uh, RB shops in England, so I was kind of <laughs> browsing online trying to find a it's way to get. Not big there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, they do have a Brit- British elite league in which uh, players that were pretty much thrown out of Canada played, but you know, oh. <laughs> thrown <laughs> out of Canada. Um, so yeah, that's how I uh, stumbled onto a sports card forum. And then I started browsing it a bit and I found their article site and I was like, Oh, what the heck I can write articles. So I started writing and it wasn't long before the site owner at the time, Mike Sylvia came knocking saying, Oh, do you want to be a moderator on there actually? Because I think you could be good. And I was like, yeah, why not? So that's how I got onto a sports card forum. Very good. Yeah, I got on there um, when I first got back into it. I'm like, okay, I want to learn more. How, how, where can I learn things about the hobby and everything like that? So the the first site that I got on to, I don't think it's still around anymore, was called ultimatecardboard.com. Mm-hmm. And from there, I came across people kept mentioning this SCF. I'm like, well, what's, what's SCF? What is this? And they're like, oh, a sports card form. So I go and I check it out, and I'm like, well, this one seems like a lot better. It was a lot easier layout, a lot easier to read. Because back in the day, UCB it was black with yellow writing. And, oh my and God! Why? It was it was a little too bo- <laughs> a little too Boston Bruinsy for me. So, <laughs> um, and I guess for whatever reason, um, whoever it was that was in charge of hockey at the time, geez, Karine, you can help me out with this. Uh-huh. Would it have been? It was dumb. Yeah, Don and Kevin was around still then. Yeah. And uh and and Hong was there still and I guess after a while they decided, you know, this guy might be halfway decent. Let's see if he wants to join the team or whatever. Well actually, and, actually I suggested it by the way. Oh, see, wow. <laughs> well so so it's your fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um so yeah, so here we are eight years later. I've I've been the hockey manager there for I think the last three full seasons now I did a short stint as like the overall sports manager and it was fun. But the challenge for that for me was I know nothing about baseball or football cards and I know even less about basketball um, in at all. I did that for a bit as well. And it's hard when you're not that passionate about the other sports. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I I've always been a hockey guy. Like I did dabble a little bit in football. Um, I have I think maybe still half a dozen cards of Colin Kaepernick, and that's that's pretty much it as far as beyond 
beyond hockey goes um, in sports. Anyways, I've dabbled a little bit in Star Wars cards the last couple of years too, because I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan. So, but for the most part, hockey, hockey's the central for everything. Okay. And now tell me what's going on at the, at SCF right now with this pay it forward. Yeah, we just launched that this past week. Um, I'm not ashamed at all to say that we lifted the idea from one of the Facebook groups. Um, but we thought, you know, we wanted to come up with something that would be fun and engaging for people. And, you know, it's the holiday season. Are people kind of getting into that spirit of of giving, right? Because the, the idea behind this is not to dump your garbage cards. Yeah. You don't want people that are posting up teen-year-old cards of guys that had a cup of coffee in the NHL, but, oh, it's still books 30, so it's fine. Like, you want to get, like, something really cool that doesn't fit in your collection, but you can put that into a forever home, and then in turn, that guy is going to do the same thing for somebody else. Okay, so it's basically cards that, like, I don't know, say I got, like, some Gilbert Dion rookies laying around. And, you know, it, book, it books for like $8 or whatever it books for. I don't even know what it books for. It probably books for less than that. But say I, I have I, I, I don't think you could, you could make a lot of 10 of them and have people claim it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't mention that because both of you are diehard Canadian fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could, I could go through 100 uh, Ranger busts of guys who didn't make it. But, uh but still, I mean, yes, you couldn't find 10, but so basically cards that have book value, but you know they're never going to be traded. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it just doesn't happen. There are cards in, I'm sure, all three of our collections that have just been sitting there. So you're, yep. you're, trying, to, you're trying to get these cards a home? Is that what's going on? Yeah, exactly. The, the idea, and like well, I say... Well, it can be tradable cards as well, though, because on the Facebook group, I think... Both me and Richard are on the same group, the keeper collectible cards group type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you do you do see very good cards on there, but it's just like you've got Canadians card, you don't like the Canadians, throw it out there and see what comes back your way and uh, pay it forward. Oh. Okay, yeah, so that that's good. So if you're just a Canadian collector or you're not a Canadian collector and you're just like, I don't want these Canadian cards... I could just put them out there, like uh, yeah. Could... So it, it, it's not just stuff that you, you're not able to trade. It can be stuff that you could trade, but you know, you feel in the spirit of giving. Why right. Not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that too. I'm all aboard with that. Absolutely. Like I've I've had many people say, um, not only for for this one, but the one in in the Facebook group, that they'll actually go down to their card store. And they'll pick up, you know, a couple fifteen, twenty dollar cards, cards that'll that'll move, that they know will get taken. Whether it's, you know, a nice Oilers card like a cheap McDavid or a, a decent Drysital, or you know, from somebody that they know, like, oh, I know, I I know, a buddy is a really good Chicago Blackhawks fan, and he participates in these things. I'm gonna see if I can get this card, and if he claims it, awesome kind of thing right like that's kind of the the spirit that we want like you don't necessarily want people that are going to be putting a lot of skin in the game you want you want it to be fun without you know altering your own your own card budget well i think that's you know something that i'm already going to assume the three of us uh, enjoy is the fun of the whole thing uh we're certainly not in for it to make a dollar i'm into the hobby that's why i do this show that's why i have guys like you on because i think we all kind of share a passion and 
have fun doing what we do. Oh yeah. My my second largest collection in my boxes is Josh George's. <laughs> you know. Wow. Um there's there's not too many dollars uh to be to be found in Josh George's these days. Um I mean maybe, you know, I could go down to Dairy Queen and talk to his family here and <laughs> sell them the collection, but yeah. Beyond beyond me, uh, I think the market kind of starts and stops with me these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, you, now do you collect? I'll, I'll ask Kareen. Yeah. Who do you collect? Do you collect team players, jerseys, uh, autos? What's what is uh, your preference? Well, when I came back to collecting, it was just Patrick Roy. Everything Patrick Roy. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved back to Canada, I kind of did a reboot on the collecting and started collecting the current abs players that take my fancy, basically. So right now it's like Kara Price, Galchingat, Gallagher, Pacioretty, um, and of course, still some Roy because, you know, he's the oh, best. Yeah, so, you know, he's the best of all why time. Why not? And uh, it's, it's kind of spread as well. It's not just cards anymore. It's like signed box, autographed jersey, everything. My front room is literally a museum. Wow. Yeah, delivery guys who come here, I should actually charge because they're all in the store. They're like, oh, can I take that? Yeah, sure. That's fine. It's true. She shows she shows off that shrine sometimes. It's it's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. uh, it's amazing. I remember at the Hockey Hall of Fame, and I guess they still have it, they have like a mock-up of the Habs uh, dressing room at the yeah. Forum. And yep. you get to put, you get to put on the pads and all that stuff, and I really liked that. That was really exciting when I did yep. that. I've uh, I, I have I have two pictures of myself from different visits doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's awesome. I love the Hall of Fame. That's my Twitter profile pic. I think the one with the Hua pad. Yeah. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to we'll have to compare photos. I got a photo of me I think with the Hua pads as well. Um, I never got a chance to go to the forum, and that's one of my uh, things I kind of knocked my head for. And uh, I always, I got to Maple Leaf Gardens, but I never got to Quebec and to and to see uh, the forum. But uh, listen, I, I just, I'm trying to think. When did the forum get? Rep- when did the forum uh, close? I had to be like ninety-five, ninety-six. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, spring of '96 was the last when game they did that. Bombs, so yeah, '96. Yeah, yeah, I was I was still the in dark, my the the dark times had just begun. Yeah, the dark yeah. <laughs> See, at me, I was I, I had such post cup like euphoria being a Ranger fan that I had forgotten about hockey even existed. I was just like, they won. Uh, this will be good for another. <laughs> 20 years and then like three years later I was like what's going on with this team they're terrible I, I, I want to win again you know you yep. think one's enough but it's never enough uh, I, I guess well I mean at least you guys had the trip to the finals a couple of years ago thanks to Chris Kreider oh, yeah. um, oh, please 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 guys <laughs> now, let's not get it so you got, if it's two against one I'm not even going to go there <laughs> I, I don't have go ahead I mean come on yeah, I mean, so you see that Chris Kreider really ran into him on purpose I don't think it was an accident. Uh, let me tell you, Richard. If Chris Kreider, I'm yelling for him to be physical all the time. He's never physical. I, he only does is skate fast and, and run into goalies. That's all. 
Not on purpose. Sorry. Well, well see, that, see, you, you, <laughs> you kind of make you kind of made an argument for me there. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for making a point there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe you got something there, but still. Anyway, then you have who's your backup in that? There was that Alex Ald. No, Dustin Tokarski. Oh, oh, Dustin Tokarski. Oh, yeah. Well, well actually, it was meant to be Peter Budai, but they kind of didn't trust him, so they went with Dustin Tokarski. And uh, yeah, was, remember I what think, happened? I think it was bad coaching that led to that uh, four-game-to-two loss. Uh, not very uh, price, uh, but anyway, let's not well, argue with that. We'll save that for now. <laughs> that, that'll be that'll be our second appearance. We'll talk now, all we'll talk all about 2014. <laughs> <laughs> yes. bring, bring up bring up some bad memories. Maybe uh, you know. I, I think when, we've got enough bad stuff going on this year, so I'd rather yeah. you know tear away from that subject. Actually, well, well, both teams, uh, both teams yeah. are struggling there. Yeah, okay, so. Let's let's go back and let's get back to hockey cards because I know that's something we all agree on, we all love. Now, did you hear me earlier when I was talking about the pricing coming out from Beckett? Were you able, were you privy to that conversation I was having to the audience? Uh, I was not, sadly. Okay. No, I can't say I was either. Sorry. Okay. Well, the Beckett online pricing is out for the young guns. Now, yeah. I know you sports card form do your pricing uh, what uh, through eBay or you monitor other channels other than. Beckett, mm-hmm. but um, I'm surprised by this pricing. I got to tell you, I think it's high. I think it's way too high. Uh, uh, I, I can only sp- I can speak for sure about Brock Besser because I heard that they've priced him at about sixty bucks. That, is that is that the ballpark? That's sixty. I know that. I know that out here, everybody is jumping all over this kid. They love him. They absolutely love this kid out here on the left coast. He, uh, I mean, he's kind of vaulted himself into first place for the Calder race. Um, when we had uh, trade night at players choice last week, um, for the first time in a very long time, people were actually hoping out of our case break that they would get the Canucks. And lo and behold, out of the first case, uh, three Besser young guns came out. So that's, that that the guy that had that case was pretty had the Canucks there. He was pretty stoked about that. Oh, I assume now that he's now tied with Clayton Keller with as far as the rookie goal scoring goes with eleven goals. Uh, I would imagine that card is really hot on the left coast. Yeah, right now. Uh, and I, and I mean you know all the you know people were really worried, uh, especially a lot of shop guys were really worried coming into this season. Because there hasn't been a Matthews or a McDavid caliber, not even close, really. Like we don't even really have an Eichel caliber guy this year. So it's uh, it's been good seeing that people are in fact gravitating to guys like Besser and a little bit to Hisher and Patrick. But uh, you know, well, there's there's always a challenge. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Crane can let us know who's who's hot out there. Are people snapping up Mete or. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone around here wants a Canadian rookie, but, you know, whoever that would be, we're all chasing it. But as for having a big, big rookie, um, I agree with you. There's nothing to get too excited about this year. But I think even over here, the the, the card that people are trying to get their hands on now is uh, Brock Bowser. Right. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I would say that's what I'm I'm feeling out here even, is that's that's the card because – People who are not really watching a lot of Canuck hockey, they're seeing the stats, and they've got the guy in this fantasy league or whatever they have, and they're all looking to get that. But 
Then these prices come out, and I got to tell you guys, I'm stunned. I am virtually stunned that this Hessier uh, is a hundred dollars. I mean, that's up there. That's up there. I mean, <laughs> I'm very now. I bought three boxes of Upper Deck. I wound up with two Hessiers, a Besser, two McAvoys, well, and what? That's a good one to pull as well. Yeah, the McAvoy, the McAvoy is eighty dollars. Yeah, and you know what? That's shocking, honestly. It's because amazing I when you man having that higher value right away, right off the bat. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think that's got to adjust. I, I think that's a way too overpriced. I don't know. Well, I remember. I'm kind of dating myself a little bit here. Um, when Stamkos and Tavares came out, they were only at sixty. When they when their young guns first came out, and I mean I know times are escalating and stuff costs more, but the idea that a Boston Bruins rookie defenseman is eighty is outpacing Stephen Stamkos and John Tavares out of the out of the out of the break is kind of crazy. Well, I I agree, and then there's guys that like Will Butcher who's having a good year, right, for a rookie, eight dollars. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't really see the consistency. Again, these uh, are... I think, I think there's the New Jersey factor there. There's less exactly. Jersey collectors yeah. than there are Canucks collectors because, let's face it, Canadians are just mad about cards. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, I trade... majority of my cards I trade are usually with Canadian fans because they're the most rabid and they'll... Again, they're collecting everybody and anybody. I mean, uh, and yeah. since since I live in the States and I live in New York where... You know, hockey is not like it's like fourth on the list. I can pick up Canadian cards so cheaply, any Canadian cards from Canada, cheaply teams from Canada, and I'm able to turn them over because they they don't know who the heck these guys are. And I'm like, I know who they are, and I know, uh, you know, my Canadian friends are going to want the card. So you can work it that way. Um, But you're right, Devils, uh, not too many big collectors. Uh, you know, of devils. Uh, but I was, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, which you guys didn't hear, was the Islanders seem to be picking up a little pace. Uh, I've seen some movement on this uh, Martin Barzal guy um, yep. from last year's set. And I, I do see uh, the Islander fans kind of a, a weird dynamic. They're much younger. When I say younger, I'm talking the 25 to 30 range. They're not. The old people from the Stanley Cup eras, they've kind of gone their way. Uh, but uh, they're getting excited, too, about some of these uh, younger guys. So it really depends on what team. Like, collecting a guy from a certain team, it affects your prices. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, as far as the Devils, Kareem, um, Islanders typically – can you imagine if John Tavares back in the day was either a Maple Leaf or, or a Canadian, how much his, price, his card would have been worth? Oh, he'd he'd be Matthews caliber for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it it's funny you mentioned the Islanders, and you know there's an excitement about around the team right now. I was uh, I was looking at the standings earlier today, and that Metropolitan Division. My goodness, if you were to say to say to me at the start of the season that the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders would be holding the one and three spot respectively, I would have laughed at you. Right, you know, I you know I know it's early, but if the playoffs started today, your two-time defending Stanley Cup champs are on the outside. 
Yeah, we keep saying it's early, but a quarter of the season is gone already. <laughs> right, I know. I know. It's not so that like early we... anymore, so it's not just luck, is it? It's like, no. no. I mean, you, know you, look, you look around, like, they're doing well. Over here on on, uh, on the West Coast, the Canucks are in the playoffs picture. They were supposed to be terrible this year. And then you've got leading the division, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> the outcast. Yeah. Who would have thought, you know? Um, yeah. But you think about how that's going to have an effect. Hopefully, that's going to start carrying over into the hobby in the next few months when, as Upper Deck starts pumping out more and more cards of these guys. You know, because Series 1, yeah, you get, like, the introductory shots, and there is an Alex Tuck young gun in there. So, hopefully, as the season rolls on, we get a few more Vegas cards. Now, unfortunately, with uh, Shipachov bailing out, that was a potential pretty big card had he turned right. out a little bit better. So that might have a bit of a negative effect too on things. But uh, I mean, you know, talk about having reason to be excited for your brand new team right off the bat. Yeah. You know, I... 20, 25 games into the season and they're sitting on top of a really good division this year. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. We say it's early. I think Kareem's right. It's like one quarter of the season's over, but first yep. people who are rooting for teams in the back of the pack, we keep trying to convince ourselves, eh, it's still early. We can get our act together, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, I've taken off the, uh, the the rosy glasses now, and I'm just facing the facts. Quarter well, yeah. um, and it's not going well. Okay. You know? Well, let me, let me say, uh, let me just, I got two diehard Canadian fans here. I have to get what is going on. Is it, is it, is it too early or too late to do a, uh, too early to a post-mortem? On the Canadians, what what's the problem? I'll go with Kareem first. What do you uh, you see well, as the problem with the Canadians? The problem with the Canadians is that the back, the uh, off season backfired really. Losing both Markov and Hazelov was just awful. When they made the trade for Jonathan, the trade for Jonathan Drouin, I was so excited because in my head I was like, wow, we'll have Drouin and Hazelov on the same line. This is gonna be awesome. But then when he bolted to Dallas, I was like. Okay, uh, prove in the end because it's like an even trade. Well, for now, let's say that you know it's just replacing Radulov's production. And then Markov, uh, I think it's at the start of the season when we saw that we literally do not have a puck-moving defenseman that can handle that many minutes as Markov did, and that's the big problem. You're looking at that club play, and they can barely get out of their own zone and get in. The opposing home, so you're not going to score goals that way. Um, I think that's the main issue, and there's, of course, the always underlying problem of Canadians who struggle to score goals, but it all starts with your, you know, puck-moving defenseman. If you can't get out of your zone, you can't get in the net. So. Well, didn't you trade a puck-moving defenseman, or at least a guy, a young uh, Mikhail Zergachev? <laughs> In yes, order to get your Jonathan Drouin, the Franco files were clamoring. <laughs> they wanted Jonathan Drouin. You love your French Canadian players. Well, and to you... be honest, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm French Canadian, but I, I don't understand why people go totally overboard for like the French Canadian players, the French coaches, the French GM. I'm just like. Can we just get people to speak <laughs> winning? <laughs> I like I like the way you think. Care yeah. if speak French or not? I mean, just, just win. Let the stick talk. That's that's right. right. I agree one hundred percent. I'm with you. How about you, Richard? 
I I think Kareem nailed it. Um, you know, the they they still can't score goals. Of all the teams that made the playoffs last year, the Canadians had the fewest goals for last season. They scored 11 goals in six games. So if you're Mark Bergevin this offseason, your first priority should be finding someone who can score goals. Now, I know he tried on Radulov. I know that there were a lot of offers out there and that he had started talking to Radulov as early as January. And it didn't happen. And I think when they made the trade for Drouin, I think he might have still been 50-50 as to whether or not he could have gotten Radulov too. And I think had they gotten Radulov, the upgrade would have been enormous because we've seen already this season that Pacioretty and Drouin just don't gel. And had they been able to keep Radulov, you've got one line where you've got Deno centering Pacioretty and Radulov, your second line, you can have Byron Duran and maybe Gallagher or someone like that out there, you know. But instead, they've got all their eggs in one basket right now, and it's not working. You know, they're this five-game losing streak that they're on. They've lost six out of seven. They've only scored more than two goals in a game twice, and one of those was that stupid loss to Arizona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the on the winning streak, by the way, so we're not the only ones, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like it's uh, one. The first problem is that they can't score goals. Second problem, and you guys know I love them, but Carey Price has kind of been part of the problem this season. Um, you first saw it that game against Washington, where he let in a couple of muffins right off the top, and you know, two minutes into the game, you're down two nothing, and it becomes a confidence issue from there. And you got, like I say, I, I hope he's back tonight. He's been off with this mystery injury for the last three weeks. I'm pretty sure it was a groin. I don't think we're going to see this, the, the carry price from the start of the season. I think that starting tonight, we're going to see the real carry price and, if that happens, you know, confidence flows outward. You know, they, they don't necessarily need to score four or five goals because they're worried. They don't know if the goalie can handle it back there. They know that if carries on his game, everything flows from him. And they can start winning games. You know, some of these games, they can start winning 2-1 and 3-1 again. Yeah, and he can actually be your puck-moving defenseman too. Because exactly. That's all right. Uh, I remember last year the Rangers played the Canadians. Uh, the Carey Price play, uh, play that whole series? I don't remember. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm, be- um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of prodding you right there. I don't remember Chris yeah. Kreider running into last year. Nope. Uh, so, like I, uh, like I said. I, I see a trend. As, as bad as it was that the Habs scored only 11 goals in that six games, they only gave up 12. And That's true. You know, three three of those were in that game one shutout. You know, um, you know, Lundqvist was awesome, Price was awesome, and in those in those types of games, someone eventually has to lose, unfortunately, um, depending on your perspective. Unfortunately <laughs> for us, fortunately <laughs> for you. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you the funny the funny thing is, and I'm, we'll end the the Ranger um, uh, Montreal stuff because I mean I could talk about it for hours. I wish I could have you guys on my other show, which are the Ranger fans, but they would they would. You know, they're not as diplomatic as me, as as well, well as Canadian. 
there'd be a delightful roasting, I'm sure. Well, and, and <laughs> same same would be if I would appear on a Canadian broadcast. It'd be the same way. But um, I I really was impressed with Radulov. I really did not think he would kind of translate coming back from the KHL back into the NHL, and he certainly. Uh, did I thought he took a little? He took some dumb penalties in that series, as I remember. Uh, the guy is a passionate player, and I think right. that's why he took them. And this year, we're missing that passion. Yeah. When the Canadians look look like they're sleep skating, Radulov wouldn't stand for that. They would he would wake people up, but he's not there to do it this year. So Gallagher's on his own trying to wake people up. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, that's he, the guy. Right? Definitely the straw that stirred the drink last yeah. year. Ranger fans love, they want Brendan Gallagher. They sorely want a guy who stirs things up. I saw him face wash uh, P.K. Subban the other night. Yeah, which, that was a battle. <laughs> yes, that, that was funny. It was entertaining to see yeah. that. Well, that's see, what... I, sadly, I missed the game. That was, that was the night we had the Stanley Cup in town this week, so I had to miss the game. Uh, of it. That was the highlight of it. <laughs> yeah, just this bears on cards. Shea Weber getting traded to the Canadians and P.K. Subban. Was there any hotter card in recent memory uh, for Canadian fans than P.K. Subban? Kareen, <laughs> uh, how many cards did you have of P.K.? <laughs> I, I, I'd rather not say. Um, <laughs> I, I would say too many, and I'd like to also add that on that uh, faithful June 29, I cried. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, that wasn't a good day for me. I remember Richard sending me a message saying they did it. They traded him for Shea Weber. Am I gonna have to talk you out of the of off the ledge? The ledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I uh, P PK was my my number two collection at the time. Um, I think I was about 160 cards in. You know, and it it ran the full gamut. You know, I had most of the rookies, and quite a few autographs, a lot of really cool memorabilia cards. And when a guy like that gets traded, I mean, I, and you know, the national market, it's it's a little bit smaller. I was able to, you know, I moved to quite a few cards, um, but I still, and there's gonna be a bunch that I still keep for sure, um, just because you know I want to keep the memories and everything. You may wander back back on them someday. Maybe Stranger uh, things have happened. All right. I mean, stranger uh, things have happened. Uh, I mean, that, <laughs> I think that trade really shook the whole hockey world. I mean, because oh, when time. when our stars just traded in exchange for each other. I mean, uh, yeah. you got a guy who, you know, of course, established Shea Weber. PK has had some. He had some really good seasons. Uh, yeah. But uh, just to see that, I mean, it was uh, an awesome trade just for the NHL. Yeah. Big time. I mean, they... Uh, this summer, yeah. when Upper Deck contacted us asking uh, about... They, they went to the NTXO, a card show in Montreal, Upper Deck this year, uh-huh. and they decided to produce a set just for it, which is called Memorable Moments and kind of carry on from the Ad Centennial product. Mm-hmm. And uh, they reached out to us asking us what should we put on these cards. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, we ended up coming up with a nine-card set, and one of those cards was... Uh, trade that shook the summer yeah and, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. and uh, Shea on that one yeah are Shea Weber cards uh collectible as a Canadian uh, or is he since he's you know he's an American and and, and he's not oh, really no, no, no. Yeah, he's, they're still highly mm-hmm. collectible 
Yeah, he's, from, he's he's from out here. Um, he's from uh, Sycamore, BC, which is a tiny little town about an hour and a half north of Kelowna. Uh, he played his junior hockey here. Um, so, I mean, I, I always have been kind of partial to Kelowna Rockets guys. If it, Literally, if that trade were for anybody but Shea Weber, I probably would have blown my stack. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, Weber is, Weber is an awesome tower of force out there. Um, of all the problems that the Habs have this year, he is definitely not one of them. Although with this injury thing that he's got now, it might be an issue. Um, but collectability, um, there's, there's quite a few guys that are picking up his stuff. Um, you know, I've picked up quite a few cards for my collection. They're still relatively cheap for a lot of the Nashville era stuff. And I've picked up a couple pretty nice Montreal cards since they started producing them. Um, problem is Weber though. He doesn't sign a lot. Yeah. So we'll lack autographs like really badly. Uh, so the, the I guess the hard signed autographs would be the most sought after then. Yeah. yeah. Or just and, any autograph, and, to be honest. Well, there's well, hardly any out there. Well, to speak- this point, there's no no Montreal autographs at all. Like there's the, there's one. It was uh, an expo, like those expo priority signings that they do, and it's okay. I think no, numbered out of five. Wow. And it's a, and you can tell that it's an old sticker auto because the only one that I ever saw on eBay. The signature was in black ink, and guys haven't signed in black in years. So, <laughs> wow, yeah. See, that, see, that's something that I would not know. And now that I, I will look out for that black auto, that means that the, it's old. Yep. Are you guys aware of the process that the player actually goes through to sign those stickers? Do you, are you guys have any inside info on that? A little bit. Um, and, and only because in the past couple months, I've actually gotten to know uh, Shea Weber's father-in-law a little bit. Um, uh-huh. Me and my me and my friends, we run an, an NFL Sunday football club at one of the pubs here. And he's become one of our regulars. So we kind of chit-chat a little bit. And basically, um, the way that he explained it to me was when Shea was back in Nashville still signing – uh, him and his wife, they'd sit down for dinner. His wife would throw some cards in front of him, and he, he'd just do a few batches at a time wow. while they ate dinner. Yeah. I always wondered how that would happen. Like, you know, like, did his agent say, come to the office, you got to sign some stuff? And he sits there for like 45 minutes and, and signs. And then the Russian guys, I don't know what they're signing. <laughs> it's like Buknevich on the Rangers is starting with a P and an R and a Z, and I'm like, what is this? It doesn't even look like a. I don't know what he's what he's starting. I miss the days of Jean Bellevue. Jean yeah. yeah, because you know when you could actually read the autograph. Yes. Now it's not autograph; it's like drawing from a. Yeah. Yes, it's the same with Jean Rattel. He has such a beautiful like penmanship. Like, yeah, you're yeah. like, wow, you're like, this is, a, I mean, it's beautiful as well as being, you know, highly collectible, which yeah. is who uh, we haven't really had too many guys in hockey that have gotten like super, super bad. Who was the football player a couple of years ago? His autograph was essentially a check mark. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know who that. The, the, I don't remember there was that one. And I remember also seeing, I think it was Dak Prescott's is also kind of a, I'll let down. Could be. Could be. 
Now, I wanted to ask you, uh, both of you, uh, what I mean, we had, I think it gets a little crazy. The cup just got released like, well, like about a month ago or so. I mean, we're still dealing, I mean, we're like 15 games, 10 games into the next season, and they're still releasing hot, hockey product from the last year. What do you guys think about that? It's a little absurd. There's a lot of product out there, too much product, not enough. What do you guys think? You want to go first? Uh, you can go. Okay, well, and here's the funny thing. Don't forget, we're still waiting for 1617 Black. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Black Black is scheduled to still be released. I think it's going to happen in December sometime. But uh, it, it is a little silly that it happens like this. Um, I understand why it does and and all of that because the, the lead time that they need on some of these products, especially with the hard-signed autographs, it is extensive because it, it's either that or you get redemptions for everybody. And, and then you know, everyone complains. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants redemptions for sure. Because um, um, there was a, a leaked image that came out um, from, ironically enough, Mikhail Sergachev um, <laughs> that came out in, I think it was early June that he had received like his cup rookie cards and like he actually, he snapchatted while he was signing his cards. So like that's June. Yes. And yeah. So, I mean, and he might've been one of the early guys as far as we know. Um, so, so you understand like it's, it's a huge lead time. Like they've been working on 20, 17, 18 SP game use, which will come out January, February. They've been working on that since the winter classic wrapped up last year. Um, Oh, and yeah, Kareem, you can tell them the, uh, the hiccup that we had while we were getting the memorable moments set done, just as another example of the work that goes into these things. Yeah. For that set, uh, we kind of pushed our luck a bit because Chris Collin asked us just, you know, list me some moments and maybe write a little blurb about it. And uh, we pushed it a bit, going as far as saying, oh, we'd like this picture and this picture and this picture. And uh, for one of the um, the cards, we had chosen the uh, the Miracle Run from 2009-2010, was it, with Alak in goal? Yeah. And for the picture, we wanted Alak uh, shaking hands with Crosby because right. we thought that really, you know, symbolized that spring for us. And across these people didn't want to be part of that. Oh, yeah! Wow. Like you got to think about that. Like this is a very limited card being released in a limited market, mm-hmm. and, and they and they still have to go to Crosby's agent and people to get a thumbs up. And like, yeah, they wouldn't even let them let them use. They vetoed the image of Crosby in a handshake line from seven years ago because it would make Sid look bad. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and he's won so, like what two cups since then? It's three, yeah, three, right, yeah. three and all we'll now. Get over it, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I mean, let's say he's universally disliked, but <laughs> I've never yeah. seen a guy who is a star. I mean, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever play, but he's disliked. It's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I think, and I, well, I think a lot of that is it depends on you know who you who you like best because. Let's face it, he's torched everybody over the years, that guy. No, he's and, fantastic. There's no no bones about it. I mean, you can't deny yeah. it. I mean, he is an amazing player, but he is disliked. 
by yeah. the majority of NHL fans. There's no bones about it. I mean, it's it's just so hard for me to conceive of because, uh, I mean, for as a Ranger fan, you know, I, I started watching the Rangers in 1975. Uh, I could only think of one guy with a uh, well. Ranger fans are a little stupid, so they they kind of hate people. They they'll yell "suck" for everybody, but meanwhile the guy's got like seventy goals. I've seen that Mario Lemieux <laughs> stuff. So I've, I've seen them all say everybody everybody sucks, but meanwhile it's like uh, you know they're, they're great. I keep telling. Do they still do they yeah. still do the the pot van one at games? Much, much to my dismay, yes. <laughs> we. Uh, we older gentlemen, first of all, I've interviewed Ulf Nielsen. I don't know if Kareem's or you're familiar with the whole story, but in the, uh, the Rangers leading up to the playoffs, it wasn't in a playoff game. Um, Dennis Potvin uh, yeah. checked uh, Ulf Nielsen into the boards, and um, the Ranger fans somehow, uh, I guess with some kind of wrestling mentality, thought it was like some kind of goon move. Ulf Nielsen broke his uh, ankle and was not able to play in that year's playoffs. So emerge, started to emerge was the Dennis Potvin sucks chant done by the blue seats, right. which um, I interviewed off Nielsen. Uh, he told me it was not Dennis Potvin's fault. It was a rut in the ice. It, the garden ice was terrible. Then it's still terrible to this day. It's still not really that great. Um, but, there are people who just like to hear themselves say suck. <laughs> these, kids, these kids that yell it don't even know who Dennis Potvin is. They don't know the incident. And I just tell them, I just yell, you suck when they, I, I, I will not do that chant. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the older, older fans know what it is and it's just, they're just tired of it because it doesn't help anything. The players don't know what it means. It's hardly relevant when, you know, the yeah. guy's tired for years, so. And, and, and listen, Ulf Nielsen, I love him, but it's not like, like, it's not like Jean Beliveau or somebody. I mean, it's Ulf Nielsen is a random guy that never won a cup with the guy. He never was, he wasn't a beloved ranger. I mean, I don't get it. But they need something to yell, so they yell. But, um, well, you know, hockey fans do have a great uh, collective memory. You just have to listen to the uh, Bell Center crowd when, uh, that no Charlotte touches the puck. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. We hold a grudge. Hockey fans hold a yeah, grudge. Yeah. We never forget. Yeah, we, we never forget. We never forget. And that's true. Right. See, it, I mean, we all can agree on that. Now, now you didn't answer my question. I, I'll give it to you. I, I asked you a lot of questions, but this question, too much product or not enough? I think, I think that it's hard to find a balance, really, because, you know, if they were to churn them out all in a very limited time, we'd get loads of redemption and then people would complain because everyone's after the art sign cards and we want to have that. So if you want to have that, it's going to take time. And, you know, I, I don't think there's that, there's really that too much product. I mean, there's, there's something for everything because you do have a lot of products, but you've got a lot of product for all budgets as well. That's you know, true. there's not many people out there who buy MVP and will buy the cup. Right. Those are two different, two yeah. different uh, uh, markets they're going after. The uh, target the, audience is the, different. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, no collector is going to be like, oh, there's 18 products that I've got to buy this year. No, you're going to be buying like maybe MVP and Series 1, whereas other guys are just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get Premier, the cup, and Black Diamond, and that's it, you know. 
So there's a lot of product, but it's not that much because you got to fit every budget, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say the they're they're close to having too much, and I think they've realized in the last couple of years that they were getting kind of dangerously close to oversaturation with some stuff, and EPAC kind of contributes to that a little bit too because yeah. you get, you know, not only now do you have to create more products, but the products have to have a bigger print run so that you've got enough to satisfy you know, the brick and mortar crowd and the EPAC audience. So there's there's a challenge there. And I think depending on what happens after next season with the licensing agreement, because Upper Deck has the exclusive for this year and next year, um, what we don't know yet what it's going to look like um, long term. Um, if a new licensee comes into play whether it's tops if panini wants to get back in which i I honestly don't think panini will but i do think tops already has a foot in the door with that tops digital skate right yeah i i don't think they're gonna make that kind of investment into testing the waters unless they're serious about going for a run uh, at the actual you know market and so then if that does happen well there's probably little chance that both of them are going to be pumping out 18 to 22 products a year. So you're going to see some scaling back, which I think will benefit just about everybody as long as they, because there's, there are, there's definitely redundancy, you know, Um, nobody needs to have 18 rookie cards. Nobody needs to have autographs in every single set or jersey cards in every single set. So I think there you're going to see some some changing of products. You know, like SPX the last couple of years, um, it's kind of switching to more of a technology-based thing where they've got, you know, the holograms and, and yeah. those those black right. shields. And this the new release, the, the Synergy release, that's coming out that is going to be largely technology based and, and everything. So I think that they're, they're doing that because a, they need to keep costs down because some of these guys getting your hands on a Jersey is expensive. Even if you have a a deal with the team, if you want to pick up some of the special jerseys, I mean, a carry price Jersey now is $5,000. Wow. And that's just one guy. You know, the reason that they don't have Bobby Orr memorabilia, even though Bobby Orr is an Upper Deck exclusive, but what, what the last time he had a game-used jersey hit the market, it went for a quarter million dollars. Wow. You that's know, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's a huge investment that they have to make. So I think, you know, they're kind of turning to ways to keep their production costs down and still be able to keep products that are interesting and engaging for collectors because not every product is going to be a home run, um, especially in a year like 1718 where your top two rookies, you can't have autographs in the product because they've got autograph deals with Leaf. Yeah. Right. Just as an overview for 1617, what were the sets that you, you could have done without Kareem? What were the sets that like, cause I got a couple. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to go with OPG Platinum. I'm not into parallels. I don't want seven I different cards. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. 
I really don't get the whole, oh, let's chase the, rain- the rainbow. It's, it's just a way to get people to spend more money. Yeah. That I really don't like. I don't like OP2 Platinum and artifacts. If you ask me, they can do without. I hate artifacts, too. I hate artifacts because the retail b- blasters are a total ripoff. You don't, oh, you they're get garbage. One, you get, like, one, one decent card, and you just spent $20 American. I mean, it's nonsense. They're 30 up here now. Oh um, boy! That, that being I think said, artifacts is my pet peeve. Actually, I really don't like it. A quick, a quick defense of rainbows. Um, this week, our show and tell theme on Sports Card Forum is uh, best rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, some people like so them. So break out those artifacts cards, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right timing there. I'm just, I just say for me, it's like, oh, I don't know. I just maybe yeah, yeah. It's, it's it it just it's too much especially if you're yeah. collecting if you're collecting a single player like I do I collect current Rangers usually the rookies of the Rangers and I I I got to I got to admit I'm very obsessive I have to have every card you know almost every card I mean I'm not going to spend a lot of money but you know then I see oh well this is his uh you know his blue cubed I got to get this now I got to get the blue tracks the blue cubes the red glow I mean I'm all over the place with these things I yeah. mean it, it, it can get very expensive and what are you getting you're getting the same card where you, if you tilt it a little bit you can see oh, oh look there's a little refractor in here or something I mean but yeah, I think- that, that really doesn't do it for me because it's a space issue as well because instead of having one right. card of the guy, you end up with ten cards of the guy, and your binder is ten times fuller. So, right. You know, also, or, that, or that or that thirty-two hundred count box is just running out of space yeah. again. Because well, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, like I said, I have like another one. one that I wasn't a big fan of last year was uh, was Black Diamond. Um, I understand why they converted it from what it was to the high end set. Yeah, I didn't like. But it. I. I think that really only works in a year where you've got high-end caliber rookies. And so, like, you I, you can kind of get away with it with a Matthews year when you've got a strong supporting cast, all those Maple Leafs fans with their three rookies. I know a lot of guys who paid a lot of money last year being Leafs fans. Um, but a year like this, I think a $250 a pack product that's right. going to be a real tough sell. Yes, I agree. I mean, I liked it much better when it was like a mid-level product. You know, I, I, I could deal with that. I, I'm not a high-end guy. I don't have the money to spend. That's frankly, I can't spend $2,000 on a case of a cup. This is not going to happen. And I'll, I'll try to cherry pick some stuff off eBay uh, and, you know, and do it that way. But uh, also, Ultimate Collections, another one. I, I don't yeah. get it. It doesn't totally have any... Agree. It doesn't have any value. It doesn't seem to have tradability, really. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that, Kareem? Um, I think I bought Ultimate Collection once somewhere in 2000, <laughs> maybe. I think, the, uh, that I think we was got our it. answer. I think I we think got our answer. It was just, yeah, okay, that's really nothing. But luckily, I did pull um, Gretzky Autograph. My first Gretzky Autograph came out of ultimate collection oh, <laughs> that, that always helps wow. yeah you know i didn't like um uh, I I... read after that yeah. but, now, but, but even with that it i was like yeah i'm not a big fan of that product yeah. so that says it one all of the things, 
one of the things that I always look for is what does this product do that other products don't? And really, Ultimate used to be the second most high-end product out there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I first started getting back into this, there was Ultimate, and then there was the Cup. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the Cup has grown light years beyond what Ultimate is. And at the same time, you've got Premier, which blows anything Ultimate does out of the water. Black, I love that one. Black, when it ultimately gets released, will blow anything Ultimate does out of the water. Um, the the only thing that Ultimate really has going for it is the out of 99 hard-signed rookies. And because there's so many sets these days, you can get nicer-looking, better-designed, more-in-demand hard-signed rookies in, like, five other products now. And, I mean, Ultimate is the only set every year where you can still manage to get a, a really nice carry price hard signed autograph for like 40 bucks because right. no one cares about ultimate okay. like they do about some of the other stuff that's out. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, I really don't have an issue, but you know, I think you cut three or four products and we mentioned uh, Panini maybe getting a license and maybe you, you said Richard that they probably won't. I didn't like Panini when they handled hockey. I did like, I thought that the swatches and the jerseys and the patches were really good in some of their uh, products. But I felt the numbering was all off. It was yes. hard to catalog. Uh, they didn't take much care in that. And to me, as you guys know, adding stuff to your organized or your inventory, uh, as you guys do on SCF, you want to have accuracy in the cards. I don't have to spend yeah. a minute and a half looking, researching a card. Uh, you yeah. know, I just want to hit, you know, I'm going to add and then move on. And I felt Panini was lacking in that. that so who knows? Yeah, How- I, I was a Panini fan for sure. And I thought, I felt 13-14, they were really hitting their stride. And then the decision was made to go back to the exclusive with Upper Deck. But I think print runs on Panini stuff were just way too high mm-hmm. in too many products. Like you look at um, a set like 13-14 Select. Um, which, unfortunately, sticker auto product. Um, the main rookie card in there was uh, $3.99. There was a parallel out of 99 which is just a shiny auto. There right. was a jersey auto parallel out of 199 A shiny jersey. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. And, and by the time you add it all up, like these things have a higher print run for any rookie that you would want than SP Authentic does with Future Watch Autos. Right. And and it's just too much of everything to create that kind of, because like, like you guys say, you know, you're creating artificial scarcity by lower numbering them all lower. But, oh, there's six, six or seven parallels. And I think it says an awful lot about Panini that even their product dump of Panini Anthology you had cards in there that were like out of two ninety nine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like even when you're dumping the last of your inventory, you still have three hundred of, of a card. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that, you know? that, that is a good point. I didn't really never thought of that with that the, the rookie anthology set being like that where they, they they still hadn't released 
you know, they had 300 of a card and they were still releasing yeah. the, the, that serial number type of card. They, they had to do something with all those Malcolm Subban autos. I know, but come oh. on, guys. I watched Malcolm get lit up the other night. I was watching a game. It was him getting lit up. He's on Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's on Vegas. Uh, well, Richard and Karen, I feel like we could talk all day and all night, but, uh, you know, I, I know you guys are on West Coast time. Uh, well, not, not you're in the East. Yeah. But uh, I, I heard you, you had a rough night last night. You kind of slept in. I, I don't know. I, 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 could, I could sit here and talk hockey cards with you guys all day, and I'm certainly going to have you back on if, if you guys will, will you know, do yeah. me the favor of coming back on because this was highly entertaining. Absolutely, uh, would love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will be contacting you guys uh, through Facebook. We've become Facebook friends. I have a couple questions about uh, my inventory manager and how to kind of do some things. So I, rather than post to something and look through a forum, I'm gonna since I know people from SCF now, I'm there going. Go. The, I'm going the direct route. Go to the source, right? right? <laughs> and since my studio came back up. Halfway down in the chat room, got a, we've got a couple people here in the chat room. One of the uh, my studio came up, and one of the features I hear have here is if there is a hit during the show when I open a pack, I, I do something. And since uh, Kareen got that uh, Gretzky auto from Ultimate Collection, what year was that? The I Gretzky number uh, two thousand and eight, maybe something well, like that. This is a belated air horn for you, Kareen, for getting that Gretzky auto. <laughs> There we go. Take me back all those years. Yes. (laughs) You were right back there. So, guys. Here's the real question. Do you still have it? No, I flipped it. Ah. I got the photograph for it. Come on. There you go. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. Well, you know, yeah, listen. You got to do that. I've done it. Hey, I live about 40 minutes from New York City. I've gone to uh, uh, signings for Iowan Tavares. I went to every signing. And I, I went to him. I was like, listen, best of luck. You better never score against the Rangers. I would say to him every time he'd see me at every sign. He goes, you're not a Islander fan. I go, hey, you, your auto's worth 100 bucks on eBay. So, sorry, buddy. Hey, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you but got- you see, that's the thing. If I do that and I go to a signing, I'm not going to flip it for money. I'm just going to hold it until I get a PC item. I don't like just selling to get money and then buying. I like the feeling of a trade, you know. Well, that, I, I certainly agree with you there. There was it was it was a signed photo, so I was just like, I knew that would go quick. I don't like to sell cards. I, I think selling cards is a real pain in the neck, and there's no satisfaction out of it. Uh, you get no satisfaction. The and money is all wrong as well because if you're selling on eBay, say you can always have to, you know, dodgy people to say they didn't receive the card, and you're just like, well, right. tracking says you've got it, and right. Well, and, and we'll definitely, we will definitely get into next time we talk about the trades, the trading, the good trades, the traders that you like to trade the most with the people. I mean, you really deal with some characters when you, when you uh, start trading and you get a card, and you immediately know who you're going to trade that card to. Oh, he's going to love this card and I'm going to get this card. So I got to say, it's been an absolute pleasure having both of you guys on. I really, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks. Well, thanks for okay. Yeah, this, All right. This was a blast. Yes. Richard and Kareen from Sports Card Forum. Two of the all-time greats as far as I'm concerned. And really, that's all that matters on this show. 
Kareen, thank you for joining us. And uh, Richard, I will see you uh, pretty soon on uh, Facebook to, uh, with my questions about adding stuff to my organize. Absolutely. We'll see you on the forums. All right. Take care, my friend. Thanks. You too. All right. There you go. If I could just find the button to get rid of uh, Richard. Oh, ah, there I go. Now you probably can hear me. I think I muted myself. Wow. Hope they edit this part out. Can you hear me now, Jeff? Woo! I just talked for like 10 minutes without being heard. All right, let's go to Jeff. Jeff, can you hear me? Jeffrey. Absolutely, I can hear you. Yes. All right. That was entirely my fault. Thank God you didn't hear the things I was saying to you while it was muted. I apologize for the technical difficulties. We're still here. Now, you have, what, five packs there you want to open? I got, I got, well, a little background. Um, at my, at Dollarama, which is the big dollar store chain in Canada, they are, they have these packs of 15 cards. They're random, and they're for a dollar flat. Plus tax. Okay. So. So they're random so yeah, packs. And... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Letting you speak. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah. Every player is like random. Like there's like different years and different um, uh, card uh, card makers in them. So. Okay. So let's do it. Okay. Let's get on. Let's succeed where others have failed. All right, so I just got to cut it open. There we go. Random packs. There we go. Very exciting. Okay, Live here breaks. We go. Okay, first, first pack is a Eric Carlson all-rookie team from SCORE 2010. Very good. Very good. Eric Carlson. It's worth about 10 cents. Go ahead. And then the next one is a insert from 91 score, Wayne Gretzky and the Lady Bing Trophy. Uh, um, next. 
What's with the score? They're hitting you with all the garbage. Score's garbage. Oh, oh hold on. Um, oh, upper deck prospect of Jordan Tutu when he played for Brandon in the CHL. So, mm, yeah. Right. Jordan Tutu. Oh, Next oh. is a Paul Yeiserbart card from Tops. Paul Eisenbart, I haven't heard that name in many years. Yep. Oh, 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 man. I've got a score 1990 card. First round draft pick, Scott Sizes. Oh, the Islander bust. I remember that guy. Yep. Oh. Yep. He would. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that is a... I love that. That's a card that reminds me of the good old days when the Islanders drafted complete stiffs. All right. I know. Go ahead. And, <laughs> okay. Another score, 91, uh, Craig Wu- Wulanen at the Nordiques. Oh, um, Craig Wulanen. I think he played on the Devils as yep. well. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, next is a Todd Harvey card from 1995 Upper Deck. Todd Harvey? Was a, became a ranger yep. later on. Yeah, that's right. He became a New York ranger later on. Um, next is a upper deck 92 of Stanton Cole. Winnipeg Jet? St. Louis yep. Blue? You got it. Wow. Winnipeg. Okay, next is, uh, oh, Trevor Linden, Pro Set 92. Wow. Extra toilet paper in the house. That's funny. Um, okay, a, next is a Clark Donatelli, um, Minnesota North Star Bowman, 1990. Oh boy, that's garbage. I know. Uh, Wait, next really? is huh? a. Oh, sorry. What are you saying? No, I was just oh, saying, okay. I remember uh, next, that card. I could see it right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Next. Okay. Ah, I got a 2006 upper deck of Brandon Shanahan when it was for Detroit. Detroit? You mean Detroit? Yep. Yep. Yes. When he was okay. in Detroit, and then he became a Ranger later on. Next is a, oh, i got to look at the back. Oh, a Rich Sutter 1991 Pro Set. But it doesn't really give you stats on the back. Sutter, Sutter, go for... Oh, that used to be a <laughs> chant at the garden. Sutter, Sutter, go blank your mother. That's what it's, uh, <laughs> okay. I just thought oh. it was. Go, ah. go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay, next is... Oh, and Alan McGinnis, Parkhurst, 1992. Kitchener. Oh, Al Mack. Big heavy slap shot. Yep. Hall of Famer. Alan, All right, Parker. Was, when he was in yeah, when he was in Calgary, and he was former Kitchener Ranger. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, ne- next is a oh, uh, Justin Davis of Kingston back in 1996, but that's garbage. Yeah, I'd never it's heard of that guy. Oh, and finally, to finish the first pack is Arte- Artemi Panarin Bread when he was with Chicago in his rookie year a couple years ago. Wow, 2016. Wow, that, that's a hit. 
Wait, 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 hold on. Let me give you the horn for that one. Now, what year was that? What, give me the details on it. Uh, we only have time for one pack this week. We'll do another pack next week, okay? We keep those packs, don't open. Oh, yes. But, okay, give me the Panarin. What year? Uh, 2015-16. Well, sorry, no, sorry. The No, the card's from, from last year's Fleer's Showcase. So it's 2016-17 Panarin Fleer Showcase. Yes. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's see what your big hit is worth. Dum, da, 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 da. One dollar and 25 cents. Wow, that's a big hit out of that garbage. I got to tell you, that was some terrible cards, but but that Panarin was worth it. Now, hold on to your packs for next week's show. I want to end the show right. with a booming flood at the end of every every show. That's what I'm I'm looking to. And next time, I won't put you. I put myself on mute by accident for ten minutes. But hopefully, they'll edit that out in post production. All right, Jeff. Thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for helping out with sure. the show. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. Right. There you go. The incredible Jeff Diamond, also known as Cutter. Okay. Well, I got to say, it was a lot of fun. I want to thank Richard and Kareen yet again. I thanked them while I was on mute, but I'm thanking them from Sports Card Forum. They were fantastic. Uh, you really couldn't get any better than these guys. They really helped me out. Uh, very informative, very fun. We went back and forth with the Ranger Canadian thing. It was great. So, everybody, take care. I'll see you on Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards next week. Same time, same bat channel, probably. Rock'em Sock'em HC, you can catch me. And, uh, you know, uh, you can catch me there. You get the other thing there and that. Catch me on the Facebook page, Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Good night, everybody.